the road to listen to this podcast duh her hey y'all i'm gabrielle i'm naomi i'm jennifer who also happens to use other pronouns i explained a little more of it in the previous amazing episode which you should check out and i think we should all be excited for this month because it is women's history month and we want to shout out all sorts of women in this podcast you specifically talk about one important poet in particular tracy Tracy K. Smith is an American um, American poet and educator. She has published four collections of poetry and has a memoir titled Ordinary Light. Um, we're going to be exploring poems in her book, Life on Mars. And in a lot of these poems, she explores um, love and human emotion and if it's worth it to experience these things. In her poem titled The Speed of Belief, Tracy is speaking Um, from the sense of a daughter to her father, in which she says, what heat burns without touch, and what does it become? What are they that move through these rooms without even the encumbrance of shadows? Yeah, and and in this poem, we can see that she's using rhetorical questions, um, and that just goes to show that people often try to find comfort in anything try to find the answers to anything, even if they can't be um, necessarily answered because they want to hold on to the hope that they can be. And that reminded me of hopeless romantics and how they hold on to the hope that they'll find love like ones in movies and books. And even though they haven't experienced it or don't end up experiencing that type of love, um, they still enjoy movies and books that talk about it so that they can attempt to find these answers that they want. Kind of reminds me of Romeo and Juliet, you know? Mm-hmm. They were both hopeless lovers. Um, what I got from this, it's basically, it feels like Tracy is kind of in this confused state. She's asking her father, it seems, um, what are all of these things? What is love? What does it become? How does it move? What does it look like? And I feel like She's coming to her father, who was supposed to be more experienced, trying to find the answers to these things. But it is a possibility that not even her father knows. Maybe no one knows, but um, this ties into the human emotion aspect of it. Um, Is there really an answer for it, or is it just something that everyone goes through? Yeah, and that made me wonder, like, while I was reading that, I was wondering if that would make people that are hopeless romantics or that just want to find answers to human emotion, would that make them naive or irrational? Um, I think I think it doesn't make them naive because they know that these questions can't be answered, um, but it's actually kind of sad because they want it to be answered. So I think it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Yeah, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Because, like, being a hopeless romantic, you know, you want that love. And, like, how do I say it? Or how do I explain it even? Because I sometimes define myself as a hopeless romantic because feelings are sort of, like, what do I say? Feelings and, like, 
showing your mother some love and showing like a partner your love they're both so different yet it's still combined with a type of love as well but with being hopeless romantic i don't know how to explain it so well like i'm keep saying but it's just like you want that feeling so badly to be accepted by someone else other than that is your own blood that someone else is capable of loving you which i do believe can make someone irrational just to gain something like that and even naive at some point mm -hmm. i feel like on the topic of being naive um some hopeless romantics think that love is all sunshine and rainbows and once you find it you got it you don't have to really do much to have it but um, a lot of conversation that's coming up these days is that love sometimes is not enough you have to put in more work to keep that flame does anyone want to add on I think we kind of see like how if a hopeless romantic is naive or rational in their actions um, because unless they act upon it, and when they're describing love, they seem to not really fully understand it. Again, this idea of like it's sunshine and rainbows, and uh, they're just like, love is this and it's perfect, then I think that can make them seem more irrational. Um, but I do think part of it isn't irrational because we're all humans, and I think that's just part of being human. We want to feel these things, and we can't help wanting to crave love or just comfort in someone yeah i think that's how mostly that's how humans are it's more of like what we want instead of what we need really and she also has another poem called the good life um when she says some people talk about money they speak of it as it were a mysterious lover and i think this talks about what is worth loving um whether it's money aspects of life people really giving us um, as humans and just regular people the decision and I think that can really shape our lives especially like let's say you love money um, then your actions are going to be reflected in that and the outcome it will probably be more isolating because that's all you're striving for I mean she also compares money to a mysterious lover which reminded me of like the mysterious bad boy trope in novels um, and she talks about how this money is like unreliable so this type of lover is like super unreliable you can't count on them and this just made me think about why this love is so marketed in novels like why is it seen as so desirable hmm. i think tracy um she brings up a good point that love is not only reserved for people but it could be for material things like money new shoes that you wanted to buy that you just fell in love with um love is really versatile i think is what she's trying to say alongside um what what's worth giving your time and your love to what how much do you put in something else what is more important to you money or people how you treat people your relationships your life I think that's a good point like because we all have something that we value in our life that we think is at least far more important than anything else whether it's like someone you love money or such like it's something we all do as humans it's an odd feeling we have that we feel that we must prioritize something over the other and sometimes like it can bring like danger into our lives even or like how i say irrational decisions like we mentioned before make us naive mm -hmm. it's just like kind of like naomi said a double-edged sword 
And I think that's why the mysterious bad boy trope is so desirable because it does bring an aspect of danger, but like it's it's fun. It's fun danger. It's not like it gives you like a good adrenaline rush. Yeah, mm. that's and that's exactly what I think some people are trying to search for in love, but is that really reliable? And that kind of depends on what someone wants out of love. Do you want something perfect that's gonna go, that's gonna turn out well from the start? Do you want something that's just gonna be a rush? Or do you want something that's gonna go slow? And how do you want it to build up? I think that's exactly, that's especially why tropes and novels are really important because depending on the different trope, that's how the relationship typically builds up. I wanted to add on on the, the trope of the mysterious lover and how that relates to what Tracy was saying about money in relation to this mysterious lover. Um, in books, you see that the main character has to like scratch through the surface of this mysterious person and try to find little things about them, put it together, um, find more and more through different experiences that they share. And I think this relates to money, like what Tracy was talking about, because in this like world of working class people, we kind of have to search for ways to find money. We have to, you know, hustle a lot. And I think that connects to the unfolding of a mystery in a way. And I think that shows how what you love really depends on how you grew up or the people around you and the relationships you saw around you because Again, like working class people, if you saw your family struggling all the time, you might grow to love money more because you see that as something necessary, something that you need to have because you don't want to be put in the same situation again. If you grew up with super strict parents, you're probably going to want a partner that's more fun, that gets you out of your shell, that makes you do things that you wouldn't necessarily do on your own because you want to experience the opposite of what you're used to. You want to um, somehow gain some control over your future. Yeah, it kind of brings me to a question like, why do you think this type of love is marketed in like novels such as these? This, like, why does it seem like so desirable, and why do we need it so badly? I guess it's just again this idea of your environment. You desire things that you don't have. You want to fill gaps in your life with other things around you and a lot of the times mysterious bad boy is interesting because he's he's supposed to be the different guy the the one that's not like your typical typical person so you're experiencing something different from your normal life and he likes you because you're not like the other uh, girls of course of <laughs> course stop stop like you can change him can't you Duh, and and that's the thing too. They go back. They're like, we want the mystery, but then at the end, you realize that he's just a regular person. So it's wanting something that you don't have, but then you're then after it's about the question: Was that really beneficial? He was just a regular guy. He maybe had a different upbringing, which made him mysterious. But when you scratch through all of that, like Gabrielle was talking about, scratching through all of that, the unfolding of the relationship. What does it reveal? Was it really worth it? 
Oh, yeah, I see where you're coming from, because a lot of books, like, happen like that. Like, they give you such a bland ending, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, he turned out to be a normal, regular guy. And they get married. Exactly. And then like, it's happily ever after. Like, I went through all the trouble. Like, I jumped over a bridge for him and everything. Saved him from the mafia. And he turned out to be a normal citizen at the end of the day. <laughs> he was just hurt when he was younger. Mm-hmm. He was shady. But at the end of that, you look back and you're like, wait, this main character was irrational about her love or um, whatever crush. And at the end, when all the layers are unfolded, and it's just a regular dude, they look back and they'll be like, well, what was that? What was I thinking? And I feel like like with love, or just like little play-play crushes, once you get over them, you would look back and you'd be like, okay, what was that? This is giving very much elementary school, elementary yeah. school oh, crushes. Your fictional crushes too. Don't look at me like that, please. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> the elementary school crushes, like when you like liking a person for like a week, and then you talk to your friends a week later, and you're like, ill. <laughs> like it's just ill. He has cooties. <laughs> Boys have cooties. It's Women's History Month. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like. How like, is it going to be worth it to go through all this trouble of having a relationship? Is Are you going to be happy with the outcome no matter what? Like, I think that's why hopeless romantics, they build a version of a guy that they want. But when it's all said and done, like, are you still vibing? Like, do you still... Are you still getting the same satisfaction that you got when you were watching the movie and you were watching the book and you were like, this is what I want? Like, do you really want to sacrifice everything and leave people behind just for, like, some guy, person, girl, thing? Well, you have to remember, like, when someone's in love, they would, like, trip out over this person. And they would get so wound up with the love that they kind of become blind to what reality looks like. And Tracy talks about this in her other poem, The Challenger. And she said, she said she got herself so wound up. I think she likes it, like a rung rag or a wire wrapped around itself into a spring. Oh, and with that, with the rational emotion of a relationship, then you have to think about the effect of the harmful relationship or the harmful emotions in itself on others in your life because you're so attached to someone, you might just act and always protect that person because you just love them. And then that affects other people in your life and that could end up in isolation. And I think that's why a lot of people word like (laughs) I think that's why a lot of people see love as irrational because of how love is also portrayed in movies like the girl meets the guy or the guy meets the girl and then they stop talking to their friends and then they start doing different things and their parents are like we never see you anymore you've changed snuck out the house like two times last week and she's like I'm just I'm just a different girl now. <laughs> and the guy's like, and the guy's finally showing emotion, guys. And his friends are like, bro, what? You're not even cool anymore. And then he's like, she's just so different. <laughs> but I think 
she's not like the other girl. She has blue orbs, long, dark, light brown hair, always puts it in a messy bun. She doesn't care what anyone thinks. And she reads a book in a concert. Are you an author? <laughs> Maybe. Jennifer Mendoza. What? Don't Are we, give my full government. Wait, and we want to shout out all sorts of what Jennifer. And I also think that the challenger has this idea of, again, this rush. Because she it says, she's like a kettle about to blow. All that steam anxious to rise up. And then it turns into a person watching her on the outside, watching her slowly ruin herself. I get tired of watching it happen. The eyes alive with the fury against the self, the words swelling in the chest, and then the voice racing into anyone's face. She likes to hear it, her throat hoarse. So again, watching someone fall into a toxic love can definitely be really sad to see because this love is so blind. They're not going to listen to you if you're like, well, this is what's wrong with this. And maybe you should consider that your partner's not perfect. And don't, at some point, they'll blow up on you. Like you said, she blows, she likes to hear her throw horse. She's mm. like a kettle about to blow. Exactly. Like a ticking time bomb. Mm. <laughs> um, it could be a person in a relationship that likes the feeling of hurting themselves through their partner. Like, in this toxic relationship, this partner is treating them terribly but yet they stay because, I don't know, they might feel like they deserve it. It's just, love is a touchy topic. And definitely like your situation beforehand, if you've only been around people that have mistreated you and they've said, well, I love you and that's why I'm doing that, if you get into a relationship and someone else is doing the same thing, you're gonna be like, oh, that's normal because they love me or, you're gonna blame yourself for small things because in the past you've always been wrong. Kind of actually, a Britney Spears song, you know, "Criminal." I was thinking of that for some reason because at one point she says like she's in love with a criminal. She's singing it to somebody saying like, "Mama, I'm in love with a criminal." Uh -huh. Yeah, and she's like she's trying to convince her that this love is perfect, even if it seems dangerous. And like I've seen a lot of people like deal with that, saying like, "Oh, our love is perfect." you know sure like we get into disagreements but it's okay mm -hmm. because it's sometimes it's my fault it's never his fault or their fault it's always mine at the end and when you try to convince that person it's so hard to because like um, Naomi said something about their past like that could happen depending on the people they're around and they're just not used to like having someone else be supportive of them to actually show them what real love is like I mean we also don't know what true love is Crisis, Joshua Bassett. I know we mentioned Olivia Rodrigo, but don't you say, don't you act like I didn't love you. Don't go acting like I didn't hurt too. He ate. I don't care. <laughs> that was, but like that kind of shows how two-sided love is. Um, and going back to the Britney Spears thing, her chorus is, um, "But Mama, I'm in love with a criminal, and this type of love isn't rational. It's physical. Maybe, Mama, please don't cry." I'll be all right. All reason aside, I just can't deny I love the guy. And this literally just describes how irrational love is and how she's aware. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like naive at this point. It's just destructive. Like she's aware that this love is toxic 
That's how this song, anyway. <laughs> she's aware that this love is toxic, and she sees that it's hurting people around her as well, but it's kind of like the heart wants what it wants. Selena Gomez. Man, what? wow. These, All these names. These oh women. Guys. I'm sorry. Y'all need to find something else to talk about. Are you okay? <laughs> I feel like this is a cry for help. All these songs like about love, and then they're like, Wow, this love treated me so bad. I hate you, but I love. I hate you. I love you. I hate that I love you. Don't want to, but I can't put nobody else above you. Wow. Another poem by Tracy that we really liked was titled "Wade in the Water," and it reads. One of the women greeted me. I love you, she said. She didn't know me, but I believed her. I love you throughout the performance and every hand clap, every stomp, and those beams of light that whatever we now knew, we could let ourselves feel. And this reminded me um, of how I wish books were aimed, um, that wish, wish more books that were aimed towards different types of love, like platonic love, more than just loving your friends, um, were aimed towards teens so we could realize that that type of love is also normal and that it always doesn't always have to be romantic. Um, and Tracy also performed this poem at the 92Y, and here's a clip of it. Enjoy. Our bodies run with ink-dark blood. Blood pools in the pavement's seams. Is it strange to say love is a language few practice, but all or near all speak? Even the men in black armor, the ones jangling handcuffs and keys, what else are they so buffered against if not love's blade sizing up the heart's familiar meat? We watch and grieve. We sleep, stir, eat, love. The heart sliced open, gutted, clean. Love, naked almost, in the everlasting street. Skirt lifted by a different kind of breeze. Um, what I got from this poem about women greeting each other, not knowing who exactly they are, but still saying, oh, I love you throughout the performance and every hand clap and every stop, stomp, it reminded me of just the unity that um, women have, this unsaid rule of I got you. <laughs> oh, unity like how I gave oh. Jennifer a pad today. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Unspoken rules like can you check me? Can you check me? And that's like that's so weird cuz I've done that with people like not even my friends. Like I don't know them like or someone's asking me for a pad in class. I'm like, "Yo, for real?" And then I'm looking for one and I don't have one and then I'm tapping someone else and I'm like, "Yo, you got a pad?" <laughs> and they're like they're like no, I don't, I just, and then we're just going around in circles, and I think that's really, it's really nice to feel 
like, like you're not like made fun of for it. Like yeah. people understand it's it. It's normal. It is normal. And like sometimes we all struggle with that stuff where like we ought to ask somebody when like mm-hmm. at some point like, oh do you have a pad or like do you have a tampon or something? Mm-hmm. Just so we you know, we don't leak. And this also this type of communication um, encourages like sharing emotions between people in a community. Um, and I think that's really important because it's really hard to do that, to just speak about these emotions. And when we normalize love being anything and love being maternal or um, platonic and stuff like that, then it makes us easier to share our emotions because we can find anyone in the community that we feel comfortable with, that we, that we love. Yeah. Love you all. Like we create a good space here with us females girl representation this is a safe space <laughs> no bullying <laughs> and it also reminded me the of the importance of verbally saying i love you i think mm. it's really easy to text it or just love you ly you already know mm. but or just like add the little heart yeah like the it's it, there's also really a difference between saying i love you and like love yes. you like i remember walking out of class and these girls were just like love you i was like whoa we do that here like we just but even even though it's not like saying i love you i think just that just reminds you that there's people that care about you in every space that you're in and it's really heartwarming and you just feel you feel needed and gives you just strength you're like especially if you're having a bad day and someone's like oh or i love your outfit um i love your hair stuff like that it just makes you feel really good yeah it does like because sometimes we don't realize that we kind of like impact someone's life at some point whether just like being in that room and just like being that person like, who's always quiet or just like always like dares to like give an answer like do you give some sort of purpose in their life like you impacted it like you know naomi here she brings comedy into this group she's a comedic relief here and we love her for it and her singing you know word word wait okay okay not enough of that <laughs> um and gabriel here she's really pretty speak on it like look at them y'all if y'all they can see the, the hat she's wearing and you can see their nails too like i saw like glitter on them too like hold on let me see yeah, no, I didn't see glitter. It was nail polish. It was pink. And our bestie, over. our editor, uh, Caroline. Caroline. She's a Disney princess to me. She's so pretty. And she's so happy. She it's laughs like with day. us at our bad jokes. Maya. Love shout you, queen. Maya. We, we love you. Shout out to Maya. Shout out to me for always bringing random stuffed animals. <laughs> shout out to Jennifer. Don't for being cool. Um, <laughs> you see that whole segment on love? It just really uplifted the yeah. entire This is so good. We feel actually so because we love each other, don't yeah. we? Yes. Stop. And I, love. I, this goes to show that blood is thicker than water. We're all, and I think this just goes to show the connections you can build with people that can form into love. And it doesn't always have to be romantic. And the importance of just loving what you want to love. Exactly. Like and Platonic love is really important. Mm-hmm. Not romantically. And I'm sorry for cutting you off. I love you. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Show love to others and yourself and to people you don't even know. They'll appreciate it. Do mm-hmm. something kind. Because whatever you do with kindness, it goes a long way with somebody. Mm-hmm. You'll meet that one random person, they'll bring up positively in a conversation. Like this, you know? one, this one person on the street really held the door for me and smiled. You know, it could be like their roses and thorns. Shout out to Maya for that one. 
you know, you could be their rose, their bud. Uh, I was gonna say, make sure that you show yourself love first, because once you learn how to love yourself in truth, then that's when you can finally give your love to others in fullness. Yeah. This it is starts, where you end it, it starts within. It starts within. Love is stored in the you. topic talked about a lot in media but it's often ignored and forgotten in our day-to-day lives after listening to this podcast how do you view love do you tell others that you love them do you love yourself make sure to check out more of tracy and other great writers work at the 92y.org slash pco also tracy will be coming to the y monday may 9th um this year at 7 30 eastern time Save the date, put it in your calendars. As you can see, her work is really inspiring and really touched us, and I hope it touched you too. Remember that showing love is difficult, but without it, the only similarity there would be between all people is the blood that runs through our veins. Despite all this, we all still love watching a good rom-com. Like Crazy Rich Asians. Made in Manhattan. 10 Things I Hate About You. Anyway, this has been G and J. Bye!